Welcome to the best sports podcast around, the Who Got Next Sports Podcast. And here's your host, Steve Spears. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to another episode of the Who Got Next Sports Podcast. As always, it's me, your host, Steve Spears. I have a very special guest in the building today, a uh, friend, former teammate, former athlete, U.S. Marine, Superfly, Charles Lowe. What's up, Charles? My name is Jeff. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we have a lot going on uh, in the world of sports. Uh, one of the main stories going on right now uh, stems from uh, my friend TJ's favorite NBA city. I wish he was actually in the studio all day because I, I want to get his take on it. Uh, but this mess is going on in, for the Lakers with D'Angelo Russell uh, and Nick Young. Now, for those of you guys who haven't heard about it or have been under a rug or under a rock, um, D'Angelo Russell took a Snapchat video, uh, which they said was earlier in the season uh, when they were on the road. Um, him and Nick Young were roommates, and pretty much what happened, um, he recorded a video of Nick Young Pretty much blatantly saying they cheated on his fiance at the time was eight years alien. Um, of course, Nick Young was unaware of the video um, or that he was even being recorded. Uh, but the video found its way on Snapchat of all places. Um, Russell's came out since then and said that the video was an accident. He didn't mean for it to go on social media or anybody to see it. But we all know how to inter- internet work these days. So once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. Um, it's, it's caused a lot of backlash. I just watched the video on Bleacher Report a minute ago. Um, the Lakers are apparently um, icing him. He's not getting touches. Um, Lou Williams made 20 passes the other night. None of those were to D'Angelo Russell. Um, he's learning the hard way. I mean, you work with these guys with the trenches, uh, go to practice with them, you, you play with them on the court every night, and they don't trust him. I mean, something so sacred, you 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 broke the bro code. Uh, what's your take on this, Charles? Man, he just he, he, he that that really disappoints me, you know. And it, just not, not not in the sense of the player talk or anything like that, but you just don't do that. Like when you're when when you're sitting around talking about the ladies who are not. It's, it, that phone is not out, man. It, it, it's it's more of a a bro code violation yeah. than a than a, a NBA player code. Because you don't know what you might push in your pocket. You don't know what you might slip and push on there. You might call your girl and guess what? Now she heard the wrong part and you're in trouble. Right. So heard your whole conversation about what's going on with you on the road. Hey, you know, I and really when I was what I was talking to you about earlier, Steve was this here. It could mean a lot more than what everybody think it does, you know, because now that guy is the leading. D'Angelo Russell is the leading scorer for the Lakers as of the uh, as of the uh, since the All Star game, you know, and now he don't get no passes in the game from the Williams. They freezing him out. Now think about this right here. This is how significant this thing can get. This is how deep can go. Somebody else, good ten or so years ago, plus ten plus years ago. Told on one of his teammates about his cheating on his wife, and guess what? That that lost a couple of championships right there. 
It, it, these two guys could have teamed up and got about seven rings, which one guy won two by himself and one guy got one by himself, and, the, and he went on to a finals appearance. So that's three together, three apart, and one that was hanging out there. That's seven rings. I see so, what you're getting at. Uh, me, myself, personally, I, I definitely don't see this Lakers organization right now them just in the chase of ring, but they've, they've come out and repeatedly said that D'Angelo Russell is a piece for their future. Uh, I've also saw conflicting reports that say that the Boston Celtics may be interested in, in trying to acquire D'Angelo Russell, which, I mean, I don't I don't see how you, you spin it because here's the thing. Nick Young is on contract for two more years. D'Angelo Russell is a rookie this year with a minimum of a three-year contract. Mm-hmm. These guys have to play together after this. You may have cost this man his, you know what I'm saying, his family. I mean, he's engaged to a famous rapper. Well, I wouldn't call it a rapper, but a famous entertainer, Iggy Azalea. That causes problems at home. I mean, you, you may have just ruined this. Nick Young is a he's an okay basketball player. He's not a great basketball player. That that might have been the best thing to happen to Nick Young, giving Iggy Azalea. You might just cost that man his lottery ticket. I, I am 100% unimpressed with Nick Young's game. I'm sorry that the Swaggy P Monica is not warranted there. It's not been earned. You know, you know how guys earn their name at the Rucker. You know, this is just one. He just so I'm Swaggy P. Okay, where where is it? I mean, I, I saw him in action in person in Memphis, and it's like he just comes down on the court and stands on the wing. It's the it's like. There's like 20% motion out of him. I understand that he's supposed to be a wing guy, you know what I'm saying, but let's just get something else going in your game, man. You know, let, let's get a let's get a complete package going here, and I don't really see it right now. Nick Young has been in the league for almost 10 years now, if not already 10. I don't see him trying to develop his game anymore. It is what it is. Nick Young is a, is a, a spot-up shooter. Um, but, yeah, I mean – you got to think about it from a, a whole completely different level. I mean, because ESPN has been covering this thing all day uh, and over the weekend for the most part. I saw the video earlier last week, and I sent it to my homeboys. Um, and one of the main things that we were discussing was how you don't do that. You, you it's, it's petty on so many levels. Yeah. It, we call it dry station because if, if you think about it, the information is supposed to be sacred and left in the area. It's not supposed to escape where it was discussed. Um, you you got to go to war with these guys. This this season is a watch. I mean, like I said in the last episode of the podcast, this is Kobe Farewell season. They're not really serious when they're taking the season. But going forward next year, when the team is going to be in a mode where they want to compete, they want to actually go out there and win these championships and win some games and try to improve on the pieces they have. Those players, A lot of those players are going to be back. Lou Williams has already shown he's not passing you the ball. Nick Young? He's he, he's not gonna have you back when it when it comes down to it. Man, I mean, you 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 burned a lot trust. of bridges. It's about trust. Yes, I understand he's young. He's gonna have to learn. He's gonna ooh, he's he's learning right now from this. But it is about trust. Listen. I have to trust that hey, when I give you I give you that ball, I have to trust that you got that three in you that can put us right over the top. Listen, perfect example. I better trust that. Perfect example. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him in this so he can hear it. I had a teammate when I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, I was I was trash. I was, I was just getting used to my height. Had a growth spurt. I had a teammate tell me, "Hey, you, you miss a whole bunch of layups and layup drills. I'm not gonna pass you the ball tonight." I miss I miss uh, layups and layup drills. 
I didn't see a touch from him the whole night. Albeit, I did get my touches elsewhere, and I, I, I scored a few points, but he kept his word. I mean, you got to think about it. He didn't trust me to go ahead and make that play, so what, what was the use in passing me the ball? And that's a lot of what's going on here. You got to have your trust of your teammates, man. I mean, it's a lot of ways you can try to spin it and say it's coach speak. No, you have to trust your teammates. When you're out there on that court and it comes down to it, you got to be able to have trust that your teammates can go ahead and execute and and do what they're supposed to do. I mean, and this this is showing a lot of his immaturity. D'Angelo Russell at this point is, what, 19 years old or 20? I mean, he's, he's, he's acting his age right now. Um, I've heard reports that the Lakers organization has been questioning maturity this whole season. Um, so it, it it's going to be interesting to see where this goes from here going forward. My take on it is uh, I saw reports that other teams are interested in them, but as a Laker, I don't, I don't know, man. It, it may be over before you even get started for them. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. As far as, as, far as for this uh, immaturity thing, to me, I believe like like they have financial training. They need to have social media training. You need that. You need to. You need to have these guys sit down and learn to not do, do. these type of things. They Look do. out for these cameras because because we're going into the six, we're going into the seventy six, and you got your little local friend out here in the streets fighting people. You know, you gotta you gotta be smarter than that. You gotta know that there's a camera. These phones is. You will get caught up. There's a camera everywhere. So everywhere. You gotta be more. You gotta, you gotta be aware of your surroundings. Somebody should come up with some training for that. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, Who's got out for that? Dang, you know. Well, man, <laughs> you think back on it, man. You, you always hear uh, Coach Herman was saying it, man. Don't press in. That's who I was thinking about one, the whole one time. One of the most <laughs> poignant quotes. Don't press in. Um, get into our next topic. Staying with the NBA uh, and, and another miss. On, on the East Coast this time. The mess that is the Philadelphia 76ers. At this point today, uh, recording the podcast, Philadelphia sits 9-66. and 66. Now, I'm going to read some some records here. In the past three years, they've gone 19-63, and 18-64, and they're on pace to have one of their worst records of all time finishing, like I said, currently they're sitting 9-66. and 66. Terrible. I mean, in the, in the way they're going about it, they're stacking a lot of draft picks. And I, I don't understand it myself because you look at it. It's been three years in a row. And with their top pick, they draft the same position. Big man. Big they man. have three centers on their roster right now. I mean, they've, they've come out and said that they, they like Noel at the four. But you have the same player three times. And one of which has yet to step on the NBA floor in the game. Being Joel Embiid. I mean, Philadelphia, when are they... When's the GM going to wake up? I mean, they pay Andrew Bynum a lot of money to sit on the bench and never play a game for him, and now they have Joel Embiid doing the same exact thing. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's laughable that a once-proud franchise that had greats like Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson, Julius Irving, Moses Malone, that franchise has turned to this. Nine and sixty-six. Well, don't don't forget about the the Kent Baby Tumble that came through there. Now he had his time there, and it, it was a no 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 zone around. <laughs> you know, and it's just the upside of it. 
starting on that point, the upside of it is they're young. So guess what? Do you have some longevity there? They've been young the for future. years. They've when been the young future. for years. But when the future, when, when they start to feel themselves, when they start to get into that game, they've got some young guys there. Now on the downside, yeah, they are young. I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree you know? with that. I, I I don't agree with that. You look at it. They had Michael Carter Williams who won Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. They were doing the offseason. They traded. Yeah. So you got these these players that are getting better, and you said they're young. They get older. They go away. You think Jaleel Okafor wants to be a 76 past his rookie contract? No, he doesn't. He's looking for the first exit out. Joel Embiid just likes getting the check and being on Twitter trying to holler at Rihanna. I mean, if you if you look at what they have, I mean, the NBA is at the point right now where it had it, they've had to step in. Um, they brought Jerry Colangelo on uh, as a consultant. Uh, they've even hired uh, Mike D'Antoni as an associate head coach. So they're trying to input the tempo thing in there. Um, they're also trying to make more use of these players. So um, they're, they're, they're trying their best to try to right that ship because right now it's, it's a dumpster fire, man. It's, there's no way around it. 9-66. All I can say is, hey, the upside could be awesome. It could be great. You if those players stay there. If, yeah, if they stay there and these guys jail in their youth and they develop their games together, that's going to be an awesome thing to watch there. You know, it's going to, and it's, and it's kind of really or an organic type thing. You know, it's not throwing the big three together like you did in, in, uh, with the Celtics and you did with Miami. You know what I'm saying? These guys are going to be growing up the whole time. It, this, this could be a real brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? As an eight. Like, me and my brother, twin beds right beside each other. You know, I know what he's thinking, he know what I'm thinking. We're good like that. And these guys that could have that type of that type of cohesion there. But they can't do that D'Angelo Russell type stuff with each other. But they they can develop their games together and they could they could see some some greatness. I, I actually disagree. I, I I don't see it going that way. I think um Philadelphia, their ownership's gonna have to come in and completely clean house with their front office. Uh because they definitely have proven they can't make the right decisions I mean, and, and put it. But that's the front office. Yeah, they, we talk about what's on the court. You got youth. You got guys that's ready to learn. You got guys that these guys are really to me. They the young cats. Young cats are are, are clean slates. Those are sponges. Those are guys that you can just you can. They go gotta want to learn and write them. You know what I'm saying? They gotta want to learn. learn. You can tell them. You, you know they want to learn. These guys want to learn. But guess what? Give them the right teacher. We'll, we'll see how, now how this works out. Now the right teacher. Now let's we'll see. see how it works out. If, if if they get the first overall pick again, and they go ahead and, and bring back uh, and go out and sign like uh, the top center in the draft. I mean, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, going to our next topic. Um, at this point this season, do you feel like it's time to blow up the Chicago Bulls? Their record is at 37-37. Uh, this is a team that went deep in the playoffs last year that is on the verge of missing out in the playoffs. Uh, they fired their head coach, um, who, uh, Tom Thibodeau, who, who the players seem to buy into. They like their defensive style of basketball, the, the gritty, hard-nosed style. And they brought in Fred Hoiberg, uh, who's more offensive-minded, but the offense does, doesn't seem to be ticking this year. Um me personally, uh, there are a lot of clashing personalities on that team. And you can see it even on the court. They don't play uh, too well together. 
I mean, it, it, it may be time to blow up the team. I wouldn't give up on Hoiberg. Um, I think a lot of this stems from Derrick Rose's fall from being a superstar. I, I I I don't I don't see him as a superstar player anymore. Uh, I'm not saying that he can't get back to that level, mm-hmm. but as we stand right now, Derrick Rose is a. The, I, I think he's like an 80 on 2K. That, that's that's telling itself. The, the uh, injury bug did step in, and that he's and hurt. And he just as he, we speak right now, he's hurt. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he he stepped in and it put the brakes on it. Like it didn't slow it down so much because they they make the playoffs, but it when you when we, uh, they uh, they lost Jimmy Butler for what about seven games this year. It was, so, it was it was a long. I mean, and now overall, thirty-seven and thirty-seven. So it's like they're still there, but it's just if you had not had him go down, because to me, that's Jimmy Butler's team right now. Derek, Derek, take you take the back seat, Jimmy. Go with it. You're the guy who holds down the best players. You can score. That's the guy right now. You know. So go behind that. Do you think it's Derrick Rose that he can, he can actually take that back seat? I mean, he's a Chicago kid. I team. know he can't take that back seat. It's, it's, you it's, said it's, it. it's the Bulls. I mean, you hit it right on the head when you say he's a Chicago kid. He's, he's Chicago. He's not going to take that back he, seat. He's had, he's had the keys to that franchise since he got there with the number yeah. overall pick, but. As 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 a player in your hometown, no, you can't. You, you, it's, it's, you can't it's, go to a bit of pride in you. You can't go in a barbershop. Not, you can't go in a barbershop trying to get that fade. Can't and 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 know it's, that it's it's not your team. I mean, it's tough. I can't. I can't invite someone. That that's inviting you over my house and then you beat me on my court. Like not on no video game. You beat me in real life on my court. I can't have that. You know. So I don't think that he can take that basic, but. If they want to get somewhere to build something, then he's going to have to take that backseat. Or he's going to have to take a trip out of town or somebody else is going to take a trip out of town. I mean, so. looking at everything, I, I I think it may be time. Like, the honeymoon is definitely over in Chicago with Derrick Rose. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it may be time for him to in the Bulls to sit down with, with his representation and try to look for what may be a fit for him going forward. Um, I mean, just it's hard because you see he, so much. You saw so much promise in him at the end. It was just like it was so quick. Not know? not just that, but now. what other player have you seen in a situation like this where he's in his hometown and he's playing for his hometown team as his team? LeBron doesn't have that problem. Yeah, Kyrie's not not better than LeBron as we speak right now. So. I mean, that's the only other player I can think of that's, that's in his backyard. Derrick Rose can go to practice in the morning and then go by his, his old high school and, and, and shoot pickup. I mean, it's a point of pride, man. It. I'm, I'll take you. I'll take you back on. I'll take you in the time machine now. The reason that Isaiah Thomas used to go at Michael Jordan so hard is because Isaiah is from Chicago. It's his city. This that's where he city. is from. Well, Not this kid that's from Wilmington, North Carolina. He is from Chicago. Well, let me and jump this guy is coming in here and he runs his town. So he has to go upside his head. He he goes at him the hardest. Let me drop this tape. You know? Um they put a, a video on uh on Facebook a few days ago, uh with Isaiah Thomas going back through his old neighborhood, mm-hmm. which actually happens to be 
my mom and my auntie's old neighborhood. They actually grew up mm-hmm. with Isaiah Thomas in that same neighborhood in Chicago. So I, I sent her a link to the video. She was like, where'd you find this? Oh, my God. He was so cute growing up. He had the prettiest smile. Like, I'm like this This is real. <laughs> hey, yeah, the smile of, of what they say. I think, I think they said once he had a smile of a god and sunshine came out of that heart of a killer. Cold blood. Cold blood. You know. Watch, watch them play on a, a road ankle. Like, oh man, that was that was one of the greatest performances you're gonna see. Like, but I, I, I you know, you I, got the you got the flu, and you got the ankle, I, I, and, and he just he was just he was just too much. That, but, that's the guy, and that's that's the Chicago spirit. That's the scrap, and I feel like Derrick has that, but mentally, I still feel like he feel like those knees are gonna fail him. That when he came back, I was like, man, he gonna get hurt on the other leg now, because it's a mental thing. Then. So he's gotta, he's just gotta step back in there and go back that hard and get it. And him and Jimmy need to come together and just say, hey, I think that's us together. I like what you said there because that seems to be the biggest issue. It, it seems to be a, a little jealous between those guys. I mean, if you if you look at it, they never have it going at the same time. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's either one or the other. I mean, you look at Jimmy Butler. He has the type of personality where he saw what Derrick Rose was doing in Chicago, and and when Derrick Rose got hurt, he stepped in to fill that role. So he's he's more the mindset where why can't this be my team? And if you look at it right now, he is their best player right now. I mean, he's he's hurt right now as we speak, but for the past year, I mean, it's it's been Jimmy Butler. The team has well had because he was one of those players that took on that persona of Tom Thibodeau, that that grind. We're gonna we're gonna get in your face. We're gonna lock up, play good defense. He grew up hard, you know. Right. He grew up sleeping in the parks at times, homelessness. So he came in. With a big chip on his shoulder, hungry. He is not going back to that life. Hungry, he, and I'm gonna say this right here: those two need to take the attitude that Kevin Durant has when him and Westbrook. Some guy had stepped up on uh, Twitter or something like that and came at him and said, "Uh, yeah, how do you feel about Westbrook being better than you?" And with some explicit language towards the guy, he said, "Hey, we're on the same team, you know." Dumb, dumb. You know, I don't. So I, well, well, let's you get it that, together. I don't feel like they go both ways. Actually, what you mean? I, I feel like it's, it's like the same type of dynamic that, that Jimmy Butler and, and Derrick Rose have. I feel like yeah, the early part of Westbrook's career, he he was a little bit envious, and now right now at the point, like Westbrook feel like he's better yeah. than Durant. And guess what? You have to sit down and have that conversation. And come to an understanding that hey, because look, just think about it. They, their situations are similar. One MVP, one MVP, hurting down, hurting down. I gotta step up. I gotta step up. Now they're both back together. Durant and Westbrook have figured it out. Like okay, cool. We can both go out here and get thirty tonight and win. Jimmy and Rose have to get on that same schedule. No, it's not going to happen overnight. No, it's not just pop. Somebody had to have a conversation out here in OKC to say, hey, man, we both are good. You're going to get it like this here. I'm going to get it like this here. 
let's do this. Unfortunately, so man. So now they have to have that conversation in Chicago as well. I don't think they get to that point. Uh, you might see a, a big move this offseason where Derrick Rose is actually out of Chicago and, and looking for a new home in the NBA. That was one thing I said earlier. Somebody's going to have to leave town. <laughs> I mean, I mean, would, would the Bulls consider moving Jimmy Butler just to keep that continuity with Derrick Rose and, and, and being a hometown kid? I'm not sure. Uh, it's been a lot going on with, with, with that team and Derrick Rose. And, man, it's – it's hard to tell right now, but we'll definitely see going later on. Um, now, this next topic might actually anger a few uh, listeners, um, and, and, and you'll definitely catch my tone and where I look at it from. Um, why is America so concerned about Dallas Cowgirls? I'm sorry, Cowboys. Um, never myself, I've, I've never been a Cowboys fan. Uh, growing up in the state of Arkansas, they're this this is a Cowboys fan state. I've 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 never understood it. Um, and even today, it's 2016. The Cowboys have haven't won a, a Super Bowl since 1995. It's been 21 years, and you still have all these fans up in arms about hey, Cowboys going to do it this year. We always there. No, stop it. Tony Romo has what two playoff wins in his career? Two and four. Two. Can't get it. Two. You can't get it right. And it's crazy because I've been in Arkansas since I was five years old. I'm a Saints fan. I've I've been I've been there uh, when we had Aaron Burks as our quarterback uh, to win the Super Bowl 2006. We gave y'all that. You're welcome. Listen, the New Orleans Saints. Y'all was dealing with Katrina. Wait, 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 listen, listen, listen. <laughs> this 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 should be the tell-all stat. The New Orleans Saints, formerly known as public session, is the Aints. The Aints, bags over their heads, have won a Super Bowl more recently than the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys are still somehow perceived as America's team. How is that possible? I mean, uh, on that sense, I'm going to say like this. I hope you're not thinking that the Saints should be considered No, no, not, not, not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Because it breaks my heart to admit this, but... America's team now is the Patriots. Lie, cheating, steal, baby. What is America built on? That's it. That's America's new team. But the thing with the Cowboys is this here. They're the team you love to hate. It's like they're not awesome. They're not great. But they're not being too bad at these times. And Romo is going to give you flashes of that greatness. He gives you... Uh, it gives you a sense of a second coming of a Brett Favre where he tried to be the gunslinger, but then guess what? You have to understand, Brett Favre has the most interceptions of all time. So, mm-hmm. Tony, if you want that record, go out and get it. You can have it. Be one before at it. But I've, I've said, hey, they need something that's going to that's gonna step in because like he, this guy, he's not doing it. Two and four. Two and four. And while we speak, I mean, the, the yeah. Cowboys have been definitely looking at quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, they looked at the guy passing Lynch uh, out of uh, Memphis. Um, I feel like he, he might be a good fit there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Jones, being the Arkansas man that he is, somehow brings in uh, former Arkansas quarterback Brandon Allen in the camp. And, and you got to think about this. A lot of people they look they look at Brandon Allen's last season in Arkansas, where he put up these these, these good stats. 
I remember Brandon Allen that hit the crossbar in the game against Tennessee. Threw the ball, hit the crossbar. Well, he's like the most experienced quarterback in in football. I think was I think they say he's the most experienced quarterback in the SEC right now. And we all know the SEC is the best conference in college football. And it's saying a lot about him that hey, this guy got some game. He's got some game. You know. But every he, but every now and then he might hit the goalposts with a pass. Like I've I've I've, I've heard of old throwing receiver. You know? No, listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a Razorback fan through and through. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of y'all know about me. I'm a Razorback fan, football and basketball, and I'm a Duke fan, which may ruffle a few feathers, but hey, deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. Brandon Allen, he, he had a, a, a up and down Arkansas career. It took him until the second half of his senior season to figure it out. And I feel like a lot of that was he had skill. He, he can throw the ball. He has the IQ. Mm-hmm. But that offense coordinator installing those wheel routes for him, uh, a lot of those slants, they helped him out a lot. I mean, it, it, it kind of relieved the pressure on him. And then the receivers start catching the ball because I looked at Arkansas football for the past two years, and I can show you a thousand drops on the field. Like, a lot of, uh, kind of a lot of it has to do with um, they have a they, they have a great knack. The Razorbacks have a great knack of starting off games very strong. And you see them, you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a good day. And then next thing you know, they start – Letting up on teams. It's 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 like they went in the locker room at halftime and got the itis and came out. Like yeah, I mean, and and I do put it on the coaches. Like yo, you gotta have that killer instinct. Yes, you up by twenty one. Cool. It's only halftime. Anything can happen. Keep doing what got you at twenty one to be up by twenty one. Keep going. Keep pushing them. If hey, if they say oh you're running up the score, apologize at the end of the game and when you got the W on the board. You know what I'm saying? But other than that. That throws the guy out of rhythm. He's hot, he's moving, and then next thing you know is, oh, well, we're going to slow it down. We're going to slow the pace. Now, you got to throw on third down. You haven't thrown on third down. You, you, y'all been running. <laughs> you know, so now you're out of your practice. Now you're out of your rhythm. So, you got to it, – it's about the coaching staff as well. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta keep that pace going. You got to – you got that steam rolling. I mean, you got the, got the rolling. Keep it rolling. Keep it going, you know. I mean, hopefully going forward, uh, we're going to have a new quarterback next year. And Little brother coming up. I, I like him. I, I, I like the kid. I, I'd rather see the kid from USC. I like that kid. I mean, the pedigree in that. But uh, back to the subject with the Cowboys. I mean, for the past few years, I mean, they, they didn't like the playoffs this past year, but the year before they made the playoffs, and all of a sudden there's all these Cowboy fans out here. Um, I mean – it is what it is, but I still don't understand the infatuation with a team that's won, like, one super, like hasn't won Super Bowl since 95. Yeah. Like, my little brother was born in 97. He'll be graduating high school this year. He hasn't seen a Cowboys Super Bowl. <laughs> but yet, still, he's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> it's like, it's, my thing is this here. Some years they have great defense, no offense. Then they have a great offense, no defense. You got to be able to put that together. You can't have 10 years of that. Let's look at something that's real recent. You got the Broncos that went out and had a great offense, had a good offense, you know what I'm saying, doing doing, just doing great things. Got to the Super Bowl, got smacked, you know. Then next thing you know, they went to this Super Bowl, and guess what they said? We're going to bring in a good defense. We're going to have some nice defense. And they made a great offense. 
and they was able to prevail because guess what? The old saying goes, offense sells tickets, defense, defense wins championships. championships. You got to put it together. And I ain't saying it, one side is not more important than the other, but you see your quarterback is not taking you there. So let's put some time into that defense and just – and tweak that offense as, as much to offset the defense as you can. Because at this point, you got to do something. You, it, it's something that has to be done. Everybody in the whole country, everybody in the whole world says like this right here. Jerry needs to step down as the GM. He needs to go and hire somebody that's going to that's gonna actually get his team to some point to where they can win at least two playoff games in the same season. Yeah, get, get, bring somebody in there to actually build a team. I mean, and just doesn't want to draft the fastest player. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes from there. Um, and close up this show, um, it's, it's, it's going to be a shorter show than normal, but uh, I want to actually speak on a topic that I've, I've actually read about a lot on Twitter the last few days. Um, University of Little Rock. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get in uh, my second saying that Little Rock instead of UALR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Rock coach Chris Beard uh, turned around the team, uh, got him 30 wins this year. Stepped down on Monday and accepted the position at UNLV. Now, a lot of people are, I read on Twitter a little bit upset about that. Um, for the simple fact that he turned his team around. They wanted him to stay and build and, and try to build that program up. When you turn around 17 wins from the year before and UNLV comes and offers you more money, you go. First of all, it's Vegas. It's Las Vegas. UNLV actually has a history of winning. Yeah. You got you got to think about it. Five stumble jump, not five stumble jump, but um, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Larry Johnson. That's, I mean, there's no saying there. Larry Johnson. Grandmama. He was nice. He was nice. Understand I mean, that. So, as a recruit, picture yourself sitting down, and the coach comes in from UNLV. We play in the Thomas and Mack Center, which hosts the NBA All-Star game, my folks. Mm-hmm. You got warm weather year-round because it's Las Vegas. Yeah. And it's Vegas. It's Las Vegas. The Las Vegas part I'm sorry. is where trouble is. You know, that, that could be... I mean, oh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It'll be an extra headache for him. Yeah. But he'll be able to get those players there. Yeah. He came oh, oh, on the selling point. Oh yeah, he came in and got oh, yes. he got four good junior college players to go to UALR mm-hmm. in Little Rock, Arkansas, so he can get players. Imagine getting players to Vegas. I heard people saying that they were upset. Uh, what about the players that are committed to signing UALR? I would be on the phone trying to see if a coach was still interested in me, and if I could play on that level at UNLV, because it's. It's Vegas. I mean, would you rather go to UALR or UNLV? Uh, I'm on a plane already. Uh, I'm gone. Out here. I love my city. Understand that I love it here. This is my town. I am 501 to the the death of me. This is my heart, you know. But I would have to take that bigger market. You have to understand that and later on at this point, if you want to see yourself in the business that is the NBA, you have to make business decisions. It's not about how, 
oh, well, they're around the corner from mom's house and warm cookies on Sundays and what. Nah, man. You got to go and put yourself out there at a point of exposure so that, so that your TV, so that people want to see you playing. You know? I see it like this. You got to put yourself out there. It's a business. A, a, a lot of us have played uh, NCAA football for teams. If you play legacy mode or dynasty mode, you start out as offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. And you can go from small school and you can move your way up into a big school. That's what Chris Beard did. He started at small school and he's moved his way up. Oh, that's the stack for everybody. That's 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 the task that everybody has to. That's you know, everybody's goal out here to. You know, when you get a job, be that AAU coach, the little league guys, then right. go up to that middle school level. Then hey, let's see what we can do in high school. Then get that call from a college, and then Repetino go in and go to the pros, and hey, the pros right. work out for you. Come on back to college, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, that's the levels of the game right there. So, I mean. You, any job out here, I mean, you do have to move up. Yeah. I mean, make the best business move. Right, uh, it's a business. Yes, this is yes, this is a child's game, but there is a business involved. In Look at Archie Goodwin. Archie Goodwin said it when he, when he decided to go to Kentucky instead of going to Arkansas. It was mm-hmm. a business decision. Archie Goodwin makes like one point five million a year because of that business decision. Although I feel like he could have made the NBA from Arkansas. Uh, Look at Bobby Portis. But he got the exposure, so he had a. a, a um, I mean, they had the funniest memo for Bobby Porter. It was like, you know, Plesco Birds is not fooling anybody. He looked just like him, man. It is the funniest thing to me ever. I ever called himself Bobby Porter. That is too funny to me. But yeah, you have to. You just have to make the right move for yourself, and you have to understand. You you want to go to the highest level, make the right move for yourself. That's all it is. You know, make the right move for yourself. They, you, we do have a guy, a NBA legend out of the University of Arkansas in Little Rock. We got a guy. The practice gym is named after him. He's got his jersey retired. We got Derek Fisher. That's five NBA championships with Los Angeles Lakers. We got a guy. That's but, actually who I, I feel like uh, should be in consideration for that job. Yes. His, 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 his coaching career should have started right here. You know, and that would have that, I mean, that would have really been a great little story about the hometown thing because I think that's been, that's kind of been the thing today. You got the Bulls and talking about Derrick Rose being being home. Fisher should have started here. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say he should start here, but it brings a different type of cachet when he goes into a recruit zone because you got to think about it. Derrick Fisher's name has a little bit of weight to it right now, even with the little scandal with Matt Barnes and things like that. He's in the public eye right now. So if he takes the UALR job, if, if he's in consideration for it, if I was uh, Chase Conk, the athletic director at Little Rock right now, mm-hmm. that's the first call I make to Derry Fisher to even gauge his interest. Because you got to think about it. Derry Fisher's name, young people know who Derry Fisher is right now. So say you go into that four star recruit's house, he already knows that you played alongside Kobe Bryant. You have five championship rings, you just coached the New York Knicks. So you know what it takes. You know what type you know of talent. To get all the you, way there. you know what type of talent can thrive in the NBA. No. Derek Fisher was Pete, this right here. You know the most important thing that sometimes it ain't about how big the school is. Right. Because guess what? I made it out of here. From this, right. that would be my greatest selling point if I was him. Right. Because I just said, yeah, you're supposed to go to a bigger market and do that. If you're not able to 
look, this is a guy that can show you that, hey, I came out of this smaller market. There's a lot of guys that come out of the smaller markets. But you want to give yourself a better chance? Go and make that move. Hey, it is what it is. Steph Curry went to Davidson. Yep. Uh, Damian Lillard, Weber State. So, uh, I mean, if you got the talent, they'll find Scottie you. Scottie Pippen came out of University of Central Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so if you have the talent, they'll find you. They they know you're there. You, I mean, but hey, it is what it is. Hopefully, he, he'll get that call. Um, that's how we're going to go ahead and close the show out today. I want to thank my friend Charles for sitting in uh, for TJ today. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this episode so I can watch a little bit of this McDonald's All-American game. Uh, it's, been, it's been good talking to you guys today. Let's go, Malik. Let's go. Let's go, guys.